Moncrief on News Talk. Now, did you know that you can foster animals? The DSPCA has a foster care system which people can sign up to look after pets for a short-term period. Annie Doran is one of those who is a DSPCA foster carer and joins us on the line. Now, Annie, good afternoon. How are you today? Hi, Tom. How are you? Good to talk to you. I, did, I never knew you could foster animals. Um, <laughs> you, you live and learn. It sounds like for somebody who wants to uh, dip their hand in and see whether they would like to have a pet, an ideal way to find out. Yeah, it's it's funny the amount of people I've talked to that will come up and say, gosh, I'd love a dog or I'd love a cat. And, you know, I can't for various different reasons. And I always just invite them to say, well, have you considered fostering? Because it's a short term commitment, but you still have access to animals to make a difference to their lives. But it's not the long term commitment that you would want if you were to adopt. So, yeah. Absolutely. Fostering is a thing and we're desperate for them at the moment. And for I have to say now, for a lot of families who have no experience of animals, um, but you think they want a dog or a cat, it'd be a real eye opener for them, wouldn't it, to see what exactly is involved? Absolutely. And it's funny, I used to volunteer in the um, in the cattery, like up in the DSPCA. And, you know, you'd have families come in and they're like, oh, I'm not sure. Not everyone was on board about, uh, you know, adopting because it is a long term commitment. So I'd say, why don't you foster? You know, and the, you know, the kids will say, oh, we really want an animal, but there's a lot of poop involved. <laughs> and you just think, well, hang on, if you foster, then um, everyone in the family can see what's exactly involved with having, you know, taking care of a little animal and how much poop is involved and what, you know, and it's a great way to see whether or not it's a fit for your family is to foster first. 100%. And uh, there might be less dogs getting thrown in the direction of the DSPCA if people exactly. did get that experience. Um, how did you first get involved with this? Oh, gosh, um, I think it was about 16 when uh, DSPCA was down in Grand Canal 10,000 years ago. Um, I used to volunteer there. Um, and then in more recent years, I started volunteering up at the shelter in their new place in Rathfarn. Well, not new anymore, but um, so I used to just work with the dogs, the cats or who, whatever, whatever was available. And, you know, I'd always be up in the shelter just volunteering. And then, you know, one Christmas, they were saying, you know, they empty the shelter out at Christmas, so they, which gives the animals that are in, in the shelter a little bit of a rest for two weeks. They go to homes. So, they, you know, one of the people said, listen, can you take one of the animals home? I said, yeah, great. And I've kind of just been fostering ever since then. And, you know, less volunteering up there, more fostering. And so, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot involved, isn't there? Because some of the, I know you, you mainly foster cats, don't you? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, 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 sorry. So yes. It's, some it's, of them are heavily mostly, pregnant when they come to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a big mix. I've had three dogs, um, puppies, uh, whatever, and thankfully managed to rehome re those three as well. Um, but because I live in an apartment and I work full time, it's easier for me to have the cats because, they, you know, they're just slightly less demanding than um, the wee dogs are. So that's why I tend to do cats mostly. And then I tend to take in the pregnant moms. I don't know how that happened, but it just kind of did. And then they have their kittens in my place. So I have an unlimited su uh, supply of kittens at all times. Oh, my God. Time. What's that like, Annie? <laughs> Do you know, it's lovely um, because literally I don't have to do, you know, a lot of people think, gosh, that must be a huge commitment and looking after wee kittens. But actually, I don't look after the kittens. It's the mom that does all the work. So all I have to do is supply, a, you know, a nice little warm, cozy, safe place for her, give her food. And then she does all the work with the kittens. So, do you know, it's it's easy for me to sit back and let her do all the work. But I just mind her. And then nice. the kittens just are born into a nice little environment, you know. Oh my God. Do you get a little bit of help from the DSVCA as well? 
Yes. Yeah. So normally what happens is um, now, obviously, I've, I've, I've accumulated a lot of supplies over the years because I've been doing it for a good while. But normally what happens is the foster department, if they if if they have an animal, let's say, you know, for instance, you could get an email to say, can you help this particular cat or dog or whatever it is so they'll send you off with your litter tray with litter with food uh, and then you're just expected to come up whenever they happen to need any uh, veterinary checkups etc so the the foster department will supply you with all the bits and bobs that you need you know if it's dogs they'll you know it'll be a carry crate there'll be leads whatever it is that, that the animal that is going out on foster needs the foster department will you know send you away with that stuff and how long would you foster the animal for it can vary. It can, you know, sometimes it could be a few days, could be a week, could be two weeks. And um, because I take in the pregnant moms, it's a slightly longer term. It's more like you know, twelve weeks commitment because you know she has to have her babies and then you know be, them to be old enough and be weaned and to go back to the shelter and be rehomed. But it could be just that you know a, a pup puppy could come in needs needs rest after an operation and they just need someone for a week or two weeks. Like there's such a diverse amount of requirements that, you know, it could sit, fit into anyone's life, really. So it's not a major long term commitment if you don't have the time. So sure. it could be anything. And um, would yeah. people, I, I can't help but think this in, in many cases when a pup or a little cat comes into the house, you'd form a bond with it, maybe want to keep it at the yeah. end. Is, is such a thing possible? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Um, but the way I look at it is I have two cats myself already. I, I adopted them from the GSPCA 14 years ago. John and Edward. John and when, Edward. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. my, my niece Tara named them years ago because she was mad into Jedward and because they looked the same, that's how they got their name. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> So, you know, so I take in whatever little foster that comes my way and the two, my two look at me and say, really, this again, are you joking? But they get over it. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's, you do, I, I, there's been a few, I've had 83 fosters um, nice. and, you know, there's probably been three in my head that really stood out and I was said, oh gosh, I'd love to keep them. But, you know, I won't be able to help more yeah. animals if I start keeping them. So this way I'm able to help, I'm able to socialise them, able to give them a great little start and then they'll go off and find their their new home. So that Sounds so um, good. Sounds so good. Yeah. If somebody already, I'm just thinking, if somebody already had a pet, um, would yeah. they be able to, I'm thinking of dog owners in particular, sometimes dogs can be yes. uncomfortable when a second dog is brought in. Would, would, they, would that be able to be made work? Absolutely. So, I mean, it depends on what the requirement is for the foster animal that comes in. Some of them could be very sociable and get on well with other animals. Some of them may have just had surgery or maybe have have a disease maybe that they've caught and they might need to be separated and isolated. So what the way the foster department works is that they'll put out a, you know, a, a, a request saying, OK, we have a dog. He's just had an operation. Maybe he has mange. He needs a quiet place. It needs to be in a home with no animals or it can be in a home with animals or it should be with children or no children. You know, so the, the foster department will match up the animal that comes in that needs to be fostered with the potential foster parent that can match up with what the needs are. So, it could, yes, it could be with a dog, could be with no dog, whatever. Right. Um, I have to say, you might know now from dealing with the DSPCA, I get the feeling from, I, I, I have, I'm a dog owner and I meet a lot of yeah. other dog owners who seem to be telling me time after time, it's a rescue dog. It's, I've never heard the term rescue dog used so much as I have of mm. late. Is there a bit of a glut of, of dogs and, and uh, animals in general going to the DSPCA at the moment? I mean, from what I've seen and what I've heard from the people who are full time in the DSPCA, the amount of surrenders, the amount of abandons, you know, that there's there's 
a huge increase from from what I've seen and from what I'm hearing from the people who are up there full time. And, you know, a lot of you, you've seen it in the news yourself where yeah. some dogs maybe were abandoned in the graveyard or thrown yeah. into plastic bags. There's so much of that and it, it's all it's shocking. But thankfully, those are the animals that are rescued, which is great. And they're given another chance. And then and those ones that you've heard about in the news, they go out to a foster family and it's those fosters that are going to help those little animals, you know, get over the trauma that they've just gone through. Right. So, um, you know, it, it, in that respect, fostering is amazing. It sounds like an ideal opportunity for anyone who's thinking of, of going down the road and people who have young kids are often getting their arms twisted. Um, if they wanted to put their, arm, their names forward, how do they go about that? Um, so they, all they have to do is go onto the DSPCA website and go to the fostering section. I know that there's a form there that you can fill out and then someone from the fostering department can contact, will contact whoever is interested. And I know they do fostering information days, which again, I'm sure it's available on the website. Um, but, you know, we're definitely crying out for fosters and it's, it is, like you say, a great way, especially for the, the children who are nagging their parents. You know, it's a great way to show them responsibility of what yeah. exactly is involved with the caring for a little fur baby. And, you know, it is a long term commitment. It's not just, you know, a few months. It could be for 10 years. Animals can live so long. So it's important, you know, instead of going straight to adoption, you could go through the foster route where the kids can show that they're going to participate yeah. in you know, the world of this furry. You yeah, know? And step up, I think, is the, is the word exactly. I would use to them. Step up yeah. and start caring for that animal. Um, Annie, yeah. that sounds like a great thing you're doing. Thanks very much for joining us today. And uh, tell Thank Jedward you. we were asking for them as well. <laughs> I will indeed. Thank, Thank you very you much. Thanks, Tom. Take uh, care. Bye. Thanks much. And Oren there, one of the uh, DSPCA foster carers. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.